the Ambitious Radio Network. Conversations with ambitious entrepreneurs and thought leaders. Are you an entrepreneur, startup junkie, or just someone interested in improving their leadership skills? If you're looking to be motivated, inspired, and uncover what it takes to get to the next level, listening to Ambitious Radio will be well worth the investment of your time. We have weekly engaging conversations with today's most influential thought leaders and entrepreneurs as they discuss their successes, failures, tipping points, and other priceless information that you can apply immediately after listening. And welcome to the show. Good to have you right here. It is Ambitious Radio, hosted by our friend Doug Parker, talking about entrepreneurship and leadership while interviewing interesting people and what makes them ambitious. Now, you know, the show wouldn't be possible without our sponsors, Grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. You know, most of the time, small business owners need to personally guarantee any loans that their companies take out. That can be kind of tough to do if you have credit issues. So if you have less than perfect credit, go to RepairMyCreditNow.com for a free credit report evaluation. RepairMyCreditNow.com. Doug, what do we have going on today? Today, we're going to be talking with Shelly David Askew and Shelly started Clean Forks in 2013 from the ground up and replaced her 9 to 5 income with full-time entrepreneurship in 2015 all while paying off over $25,000 in debt. She's her she has used her experience in business and a passion for psychology to grow her business to a over five-figure monthly income. Shelly teaches health and wellness coaches to take inspired action. She's been featured in some of today's most prominent publications such as the Huffington Post, Mind Body Green, Fit Life TV, Raspberry Magazine, and Elite Daily. Shelly, welcome to the show. You are doing so much. What did I leave out in the intro? <laughs> hey, how's it going, Doug? Um, yes, what did you leave off? Well, that was pretty comprehensive. Um, it's been kind of a pretty wild ride, I'd say, and a lot of fun and a lot of hard work, for sure. You know, being an entrepreneur, a lot of people do it because they don't want a boss anymore. And what they don't realize is is how much real work they're going to have to do by not having a boss to do some of those things for them anymore. So I, I could only imagine the last two or three years have been uh, very, very exciting. So let's talk just, uh, you know, just a, a little bit about you. You know, where are you from? Let's get to know you just a little bit. Where'd you grow up and, and uh, you know, kind of what are you doing now? Yeah. So I'm actually originally from Mexico City. Um, my family came here when I was eight years old. Um, English is my third language. I l obviously learned my native language is Spanish. Um, then I learned Hebrew. And then my third language was English. And I basically grew up in the Bay Area. I had to learn English. And it was definitely not easy. It wasn't like the hardest thing in the world. It was, you know, I was young, so it was, easier to pick up. It was basically like full immersion, right? It was basically like sink or swim. So I had to learn it really quick. And um, I grew up in the Bay Area and then moved down here in San to San Diego for college and just like fell in love with the city, never left. And and um, I fell in love with entrepreneurship actually pretty, pretty early on. Um, I had a dog walking business when I was, I think I was nine or 10 years old. And uh, you're absolutely right. Like, you know, when you're your own boss, you get to make your own decisions. And you, I feel like you work even harder when you're your own boss because it all rides on you, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, you're absolutely right. I, I uh, read somewhere or heard something somewhere where entrepreneurs are the only people that will work 80 hours a week so they don't have to work 40 hours a week for somebody else. 
Absolutely. Like I completely resonate with that statement for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's cool stuff. So, you know, another thing I heard about super successful people, there were some things that they had in common and, and they were mentioning, I think, Donald Trump in this when they were going through it, but they were talking about how a lot of people that, that reach these mega millions or billions of dollars uh, uh, of, of type income, that a lot of them had uh, businesses when they were children. Uh, whether it be dog walking or mowing lawns or you know, newspaper routes or those kind of things in, in the old days. Um, mm -hmm. and, and then they also talked about how their their relationships are sometimes not as deep of relationships. So they're more like loan, loners a little bit. They may be friendly with a lot of people, but they don't have, you know, three or four or five like super good friends because they've always, you know, put, mm -hmm. put business first. And um, I found that interesting too. I, I kind of started looking through and some of the super successful people I know and you look at it and there is there are relationships, but some of them are maybe a little more superficial relationships. You know, they're professional, but they're not these deep, deep relationships because when it's when it's go time for business, business comes first for uh, for so many. Yeah. So very. Yeah. Interesting. And, you know, what's interesting about that, Doug, is one of the things because I I actually love talking about relationships. I have a background in psychotherapy. Um, I'm a licensed psychotherapist as well in the state of California. And one of the things that I've loved really paying attention to is that truly successful entrepreneurs, especially in the online space today, are really, really good at relationships, at building relationships. And you're absolutely right. You know, when you have a launch and it's go time and, you know, the business comes first above, you know, any kind of outing or happy hour or whatnot, but the true successful entrepreneur today knows how to pay attention to their relationships when it's not go time really knows how to schedule and how to how to develop and nurture those relationships because that's really what you know what we're doing in business anyway it's all about relationships you know it's interesting that you bring that up and and one of my favorite episodes of ambitious radio was with jada edwards and and i can't remember what episode it was i think it was like four or five but uh, she actually does a masterful job at teaching personality styles. And when you go back in and you look at people's personality styles, you know, relationships are really all about, you know, not, um, you know, not putting yourself first, about putting others first and then uh, knowing how to communicate with them. Because so many times we say something to somebody and because my, my personality style is more of a director personality, but if I'm dealing with someone else that's a little more touchy-feely, I say, hey, come here. And they're like, they, they melt because I think I yelled at them. And I'm like, no, I was just saying, like, hey, come here. You know, it's just in the, in the way you communicate with people. So I think that's great, you know, how you how you bring that up. It's everything is about relationships. And it, it's, um, it, you know, in this day and age, the world has has really kind of gotten shrunken down with all the communication and recording and all the things that happen. You know, I, I am I'm actually thankful that when I was growing up, all this technology wasn't there for all the recordings, all the dumb stuff I've done in my life. But, um, you know, it's it's interesting how you say that the successful entrepreneurs the, in this day and age, like the millennials, they have to have that relationship. They can't steamroll people because it's it's everything is recorded. It's too it's too relational. People they, they may forget mm -hmm. stuff, but if it's recorded, it, it gets re remembered a whole bunch easier. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. So now let's talk about some of the things maybe that you are great at and, and then maybe some of the landmines that you might have stepped on over the years in, in, in your business in, in the last few years with the startup. Is there anything that sticks out that was just something that you, you kind of stepped on and you're like, uh-oh, it's fixing to explode on me? <laughs> yeah, plenty, actually. To begin with, um, technology has always been a challenge for me. Um, you know, I, I like human interaction. I love conversations, especially in-person conversations. I like going deep. I don't like the surface stuff. Um, and so I feel like because I'm a much more relational human being, I didn't grow up playing with a ton of technology. Like I had Nintendo when I was little, you know, I, I actually did master super Mario brothers when I was like, you know, I don't know, 14 or whatever, but I didn't spend all my time playing with computers or video games when I was, you know, when I was young and especially like even in college, a lot of my peers were so far ahead of me when it came to technology and email and the internet and all that kind of stuff. I was kind of like a late bloomer when it come when it came to like the internet and all that. I think one of my my college uh, roommates set up my first email because I did not have an email address or even knew what to do with it. So <clears throat> that for sure in business has been um, my biggest challenge, but I mean, hopefully for any of your listeners that are also technology challenged, it's not the end of the world. And that's really where my relational, you know, assets come in where, um, because I value relationships, because I can leverage relationships, I've obviously been able to, um, get support when I needed it and allow, you know, like ask for people's help when I needed to be saved. And God knows there's been lots of those situations where, I've had some kind of a tech emergency and needed, you know, last minute emergency help. So, well, you know, it's, it's, it's in this day and age, it is do what you're great at and then hire everything else. Yes. I can't, I cannot agree with you more on that for sure. And that's what I teach, you know, my, my clients to do is make sure that you really know and, and, you know, are aware of what you're great at, what you love to do. And as much as humanly possible, just leverage somebody else's time to do what you don't like to do. Yep, I think that makes that makes a lot of sense. And that kind of as we're nearing the end of this segment, one of the questions I often like to ask folks is, you know, are there any books that you might recommend to an entrepreneur or someone that was thinking about getting into business? Any any favorites that you have? Oh yeah, I have a couple of favorites for sure. Um, I personally love. Grant Cardone's The 10X Rule. I think that's an excellent book, especially if you're especially if you're feeling like a little bit stale in your business or need a little bit of motivation or a lot of motivation. Um, that's an excellent book to just kind of like recharge your your uh, your focus and your drive. Okay. And then the second one, um, this is a classic that I just I love tapping into, uh, you know, months go by and I, I re-listen to it because I have it on audio. It's The Science of Getting Rich. And um, it's a classic. And every time that I listen to it, I, I can hear a new layer. So I think those two are really, really good books for anybody in business, starting their business. 
Sure. You know, and, and one of the things that I often do, I like to listen as well. And so we've teamed up with audible.com. So if mm-hmm. you, so if you like to listen to books, guys, you can go, if you haven't already taken advantage of it, just go to ambitiousradio.com, click on the banner there and you can get two free downloads from audible.com. And after we tune in, uh, after this break from a brief word from our sponsors, we'll be talking more with Shelly and asking her about her career pursuits and her experience of becoming an ambitious entrepreneur right here on the ambitious radio network. Here's another RepairMyCreditNow.com story. It's a day this family had dreamed of for quite some time. They were finally getting that brand new SUV. The salesperson at the auto dealership gave them the keys and told them to take it for the weekend. He'd prepared the documents and called them Monday morning. The kids had already installed the headrest DVD when the phone rang. Seems there was a problem with their credit they were unaware of. They'd have to return the SUV to the dealership immediately. Embarrassing to say the least. www.repairmycreditnow.com Hello, this is Doug Parker with repairmycreditnow.com. Do you have less than perfect credit, a repo, maybe some late payments, a collection account? Are they being reported accurately? Studies show that over 70% of Americans have inaccuracies on their credit reports. Where do you fit in? Go to repairmycreditnow.com for your free credit report evaluation. And remember, your credit is your future. If you want to get started now, log on now. RepairMyCreditNow.com RepairMyCreditNow.com www.RepairMyCreditNow.com As we get back into the show, let's give a shout out to our great sponsors, all3reports.com. That's all, the number three reports with an S.com. You know, many people check their credit every three to five years when they're financing a home or maybe when they're purchasing a new vehicle. But if there is an issue, it could be too late to do anything about it. So go to all3reports.com to find out more. Speaking of a new vehicle, a wise person once said, lease what depreciates, buy what appreciates. So go to Autoflex Leasing. They offer a better way to lease your next car. America's largest independent leasing company is Autoflex Leasing. Doug? All right, we're back on the Ambitious Radio Network, and uh, today we're talking to Shelly David Askew, and she has a company called Clean Forks, and so I want to talk just a little bit about what that really is and how you generate income. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a business mentor for women in wellness, and essentially, I mean, what I do is I help them in many different ways depending on what it is that they're needing at the time, but I help them craft a magnetic message that's powerful, that's filled with courage, that really allows them to attract their dream client and help the people that they are meant to help. And um, most of that really comes from eliciting their own personal strengths. Um, every single woman in wellness has their own story of transformation that is really when it's shared, it becomes magnetic. It inspires other people to take action in their own health. Wellness coaches are actually so, so powerful because of the type of influence that they can have. And um, so that's that's basically how I uh, support my health coaches, my women in wellness. Gotcha. So, so these are folks that are already, uh, they're, already help, they're already coaches, wellness coaches, and then you actually, so you're helping people that are actually helping people. Yes. So that's a whole nother level of leadership. You know, I've, I've seen all these, you know, quote unquote leadership pyramids, if you will. And there's, 
you know, there's the people that, you know, can manage themselves. So you can't manage others unless you can manage yourself. And then there's, you know, people that can manage people and then people that manage people that manage people. And so that's quite an accomplishment. Now, I know you said you've got a background in psychology now, but what made you kind of get to, the, you know, that's the part that you wanted to do? Because it's, you said it's kind of a health coach and it's wellness. And so how did you come up with the idea to kind of blend all that together? I have a deep passion for anything wellness related and my fundamental philosophy is that when we feel good, we do excel and we we show up in an excellent way in our own lives. We have better relationships, we, um, you know, our income goes up, we have more fun, we experience life to the fullest and that really only happens when we're able to take care of our mind, our body, our spirit in the best way possible. And so I, because I have truly fallen in love with wellness and have adopted all aspects of wellness into my own life, um, it's something that, you know, I love teaching other wellness, um, you know, other women in wellness to, to be able to unfold in their own businesses. So the more well, women in wellness I help, the bigger the ripple effect is. The, the more people actually get support and get help in transforming their own lives. Um, this is something that I've spoken about quite a bit within my own community, and that is that you know the Western model of medicine is really, really struggling. And unfortunately, as a nation, as a species, we can't we can no longer depend on doctors and nurses and just, you know, medical providers to keep us healthy. Like we have to take personal responsibility for our own health. And as a nation, we don't always know how to do that. And so that's why I think that, you know, health coaches have one of the most important jobs today, like really women in wellness, not just health coaches, but like any woman in wellness who is helping their clients become healthier, um, you know, have more mobility, have better, you know, whatever it is within their own health that they're helping them to do. I think that they have one of the most important jobs today because, again, if we don't have healthy individuals, we don't have healthy families, we don't have healthy communities, and we don't have a healthy species. You know that makes a a, a a lot of sense, and I don't know if I've t- I don't know if I've even talked about this on the show or not before. But my my wife is currently going through breast cancer, and mm-hmm. so she is doing the chemo, and she's uh, I think about twenty twenty one weeks uh, into uh, twenty six weeks of, of this chemo, and so obviously you're pumping this harsh you know toxic stuff into your body. Um, yeah. in, in an effort to kill the bad stuff, but it, you know, it ultimately is tough on everything else too. And, you know, um, it, it, I, I know exactly what you're going through. And my wife's the kind of person that, you know, that eats healthy, that does all the green stuff and, and, you know, uh, whatever it's called, you know, raw and organic and does yoga and exercises and is very lean. And you would think if anybody was going to have health issues, it wouldn't be her or somebody like that. But you're right. Um, even this Western medicine, I mean, it, it, it's, there's, it, you just have to really take care of yourself and still go the extra mile because there's so many things that are out there that will kind of get you, uh, you know, literally get you if you're not careful. Now, as you were going through this entrepreneurial experience, can, can you talk about maybe one of the things that you went through? I know we talked a little bit about technology, but were there any, you know, kind of specific things 
that might have maybe made you want to give up at some point or made you just think, oh, my goodness, why am I doing this? Why don't I just go back to work for somebody else? Do you remember anything like that in the last few years? Oh, yes, definitely. I'm glad that you're bringing this up because I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs go through this and they they probably feel like, God, am I the only one that like can't figure it out or am I the only one that's like still sitting here struggling? Um, yes, I had that experience multiple times, I would say a couple years ago. And it was mostly that I was trying to do everything myself. I was trying to be the, you know, um, basically like creating creative content. I was trying to design courses. I was trying to do graphics. I was trying to do everything myself. And that just burned me out. And once I realized that I needed, you know, to leverage support and I needed to hire people, like a lot of that really alleviated. Once I hired a VA, I hired people to do my PDFs. I had hired people to do graphics. Um, you know, a lot of that weight lifted off of me and it really opened up space for me to show up with energy and do videos and connect with my community and do the things that I love doing anyway, which is connecting with people. You know, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because it kind of brought something up in my mind. So a lot of times entrepreneurs can be control freaks. You know, they, they want to do it their way and they're very specific about stuff. And the problem is, it, it, you know, it's one thing to be a, a one-man show or a one-lady show, and, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if that's what you want to do. The reality is is that most people have a vision of, you know, they want to be an entrepreneur, they want to have a super successful business, they want to be a millionaire, you know, wh whatever the combination there there is. But if you're trying to do it all yourself, it is impossible because, number one, it don't matter what you, if you think you're better than everybody else at everything, you're really probably not, number one. Number two is that even if you were, you can only do so many things. There's only 24 hours in a day. And so that delegate and elevate, delegate and elevate. And here's the thing. They may not be as good as you are at something sometimes, and that's okay. Um, because there are other people that will actually be better than you at some things, and that will all average out and take place. But really what you've got to do is focus on the things that only you can do, the visionary things, you know, what it is that really – uh, is, is driving the business itself and making sure that you're clearly communicating that vision to your to your other folks. So uh, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly that sometimes we want to you know hold on to everything ourselves because we think we can do it better or we think we can just do it the way exactly like we want it done. But then it makes it where you can't do the other things that no one else can do. You mentioned like PDFs and videos and just whatever the case is. And uh, that's that's great, great information. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it, it can be scary, you know, being a being a, a business owner. But, um, you know, with that being said, um, you know, I think you had mentioned before in one of our conversations something about having some irrational fears. Can you can you shed a little bit of light on that? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's still I mean, to this day, that still happens. And I think that, you know, that's just basic human emotion where we get caught up with irrational fears and we catastrophize on things that haven't even happened yet. And um, that can really create a significant halt. Um, I've, you know, I've had that happen where I think a catastrophize over, you know, something going wrong. And then of course, like I just kind of stall or procrastinate on something that needs to be done instead of, you know, having a, a clear mindset, um, 
thinking about positive things or even at least like being present in the present moment with what's actually happening right now. Because when we catastrophize, we think about things that haven't even happened yet. We're just like envisioning the worst and we're not even being present in what's actually happening right now. And most of the things, of course, that we think are going to go wrong never, never do. And unfortunately, we, um, we kind of stall our own progress because we don't move forward and step into the things that we need to do or want to do because we think it's going to go wrong. You know, that is great stuff for our ambitious listeners. And if you like what you're hearing right now, tell three people, hit the pause button, let some others know about this great information that Shelly is sharing with us. And you, and you can subscribe by texting the word ambitious to 69922. That's 69922. Standard messaging rates apply. We'll notify you when there are new episodes that are coming up. And after a break, we're going to be talking more with Shelly David Askew about what she's planning next right here on the Ambitious Radio Network. Could you lose your career because of your faith? Could your pastor be sued because of his sermons? Can students and teachers be punished because of what they believe about God or what they say? Can the government or even your employer force you to violate your beliefs? Get the answers and, if necessary, legal protection from First Liberty Institute. This is Kelly Shackelford, president of First Liberty. We're the nation's largest legal organization dedicated exclusively to restoring religious freedom in America. In fact, First Liberty's nationwide network of top attorneys win over 90% of their cases. We've won at the Supreme Court all the way down to the local schools. If you want hope for religious freedom, go to firstliberty.org and get your free In God We Trust window clean. That's firstliberty.org. Back in here on the show, it's Ambitious Radio Network. Hey, are you thinking of expanding your business but don't want to spend tens of thousands of dollars on a new phone system? Consider grasshopper.com. You get to keep your existing number, you have multiple extensions, voicemails transcribed, and no new hardware. Grasshopper.com is the entrepreneur's phone system. Let's get back to the show with Doug Parker. All right, we're back on the Ambitious Radio Network. Today we've got Shelly David Askew of Clean Forks, and she is a wellness coach's coach, if you will. She really is leading others that lead others, just making it happen. And, and one of the things that we want to kind of talk about in this segment is, is really how do you you know, make those decisions on what's next, and then how do you make the decision to process through that and, and get started on things? Because it sounds like you've you've done a couple of things over the last couple of years. Can you share a little bit of light on how you do that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, number one, I've been in touch with my community. It's really about asking what people need from me. And, you know, for anybody that's curious or debating, like, what's next or what? It, how do I know what to do next? Like, that's the number one thing that you need to do is, is ask your community what they need. But, well, obviously, like, build a community of like-minded people by sharing your philosophy. First, you go out and share what you love to talk about, what you love to teach about, and surround yourself with positive, uplifting people that share your philosophy, that think like you think, that believe what you believe, and then ask them what they need from you. Step up into that, into that leadership space 
and ask them what they need from you and they will tell you like that's that's one of my most favorite things about um about leading a community is that when you're in relationship when you're in conversation people really do share with you what what it is that they want and what they need and and you know when you're talking about sharing and those kind of things i mean mentoring i mean that's kind of like what your business is is a mentoring business now yes. i i know the importance of that and i know that some people they look at it as i don't have time for that they look at it as i can't afford that and you know one of the quotes that that i've ran across at some point in life is is something to the effect of is it is it more expensive and this is with employees essentially but mm-hmm. is it more expensive to train your employees or is it, you know, and, and then they may eventually maybe go somewhere else, or is it more expensive to not train them? And you know, it's a rhetorical question, obviously, but, but mm-hmm. the, re- the reality is, is that, you know, looking at yourself in the mirror, you know, is, is it more expensive to take the time and the money to invest in yourself um, or to stay exactly where you're at and not improve? And so we know the answer to that as well, but can you, can you shed a little bit of light on mentoring and, and who you might have as a mentor and, and that process and how you came about making that decision? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody, it doesn't even matter what stage of business you're in or what stage of life you're in. Everybody absolutely needs a mentor. Now, I know that, you know, what you mentioned, a lot of people have some kind of resistance to mentorship, especially because of the cost involved and whatnot. But just remember that mentorship can start for free. You can start to stay close to somebody's philosophy that you believe resonates with you. Um, there's so much free content and so much free value being delivered nowadays that the information is out there. And if you are maybe not yet ready to work with somebody, that's a really good way to stay in the sphere, in the in the environment of a mentor, um, just through visiting their community and making full, um, you know, having full access to their free content because that's, you know, every every online entrepreneur that is successful is delivering a really high amount of value and a lot of free content. So that's the number one place where I would, where I would uh, tell you to go. Um, and that's basically how I scout out my mentors is I listen to live streams, I listen to podcasts, I listen to videos. YouTube videos or whatnot, um, and really see if their life philosophy resonates with mine. Um, and I pretty much always have some kind of a mentor that's either coaching me or mentoring me on something because there's always something to work on. Whenever you're growing your business, there's always going to be something that you need to improve or that you need to um, continue to you know to develop. And so, at one point or another, I'm I'm typically always working with once with some kind of a mentor you know uh in a minute i want to get into who who you have mentoring you right now and and some of those things but i was watching a video the other day and it was it was during the um i guess the play actually the play the finals in the nba and so i i do enjoy an nba game from time to time but it was a it was a video on seth curry and it was talking about you know when he was a kid um, I think it, he was maybe 15 or 16 years old. He, he went to some camp and they were talking about that at every single 
uh, event, basically. Every day, he was the first person there. He was the last person to leave. He went to, um, at the end of the practice, he would go and shoot free throws, and he had to swish, I think, 10 free throws in a row, or he would have to start over again until he got 10 in a row. Was the last person to leave the gym. Um, and you know, at, at that time he was a little scrawny kid, a little skinny, but he had the work ethic and you could tell that he was going to be somebody someday. And, uh, and ultimately, you know, this year, obviously they didn't win the, uh, the win at all they did last year. But when you look at the, the skill set of practice and coaching and mentoring, it makes a huge difference. I mean, talent can take you so far, but one, one of my favorite books is, is a book by John Maxwell and it talk it's, it's called talent is, is never enough. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the reality is, is that it's great to have some God-given talent, but, uh, but another quote I heard is, is that, uh, uh, hard work works when talent doesn't work or, or something to that effect. And, and so, you know, you just got to get out there and make it happen. So now, now who is it specifically that you have mentoring you right now? Yeah. So right now I'm working with two coaches. One of them, my one-on-one coach and mentor is Jen Scalia from jenscalia.com. And then I'm in a group program called 90 Day Year with Todd Herman. And both that combination of those two are absolutely dynamite. And, and let me ask you this, if, if, if you don't mind me asking, just kind of 30,000 foot view. Yeah. Um, so so what's maybe one of the one or two of the top takeaways you've gotten from from them? And then from an investment standpoint, you know, on an annual basis, and it doesn't have to be what's their specific costs, but what type of an investment level are, are uh, would you consider, you know, that, that maybe you're making on an annual basis, you know, time-wise, probably mm-hmm. most importantly, and then also financial? Yeah, so so I'll start with the takeaways. Um, there's so many takeaways, of course, but just to just to highlight the biggest takeaways, I mean, what I get from Jen Scalia is that, you know, there really is no way to fail unless you quit. And it's so important for you to be generous, for you to put yourself out there, and uh, for you to really talk to your community in a way that serves them because the reciprocity from there is going to be amazing and it's going to be so rewarding. Um, the other thing, too, that I feel like I've really reconnected within our work together is to really not do anything that I don't love to do. If I don't love, let, let me just give you an example. If I don't love writing really, really long newsletters, then don't do it. If somebody else doesn't have this really great success with it, great. Me personally, I love being on video. I love being on audio. I love being in relationship. I don't love sitting in front of my computer writing for hours, right? So working with Jen has really helped me reconnect with my passion, with my with where I really shine and what I do best and really just disregard whatever it is that I don't really like cuz you know, your audience is going to feel that. If you enjoy doing what you're doing, they're going to feel that. Um, and then of course with Mr. Todd Herman and the 90-day year, the biggest takeaways are that um, really focusing your time and your uh, resources within the goal that is current is like the most important thing. And updating your goals every 90 days is critical because it really allows you to make the most um, progress with the amount of resources that you have, both time and money. You just become infinitely more productive when you actually focus and you have like like that laser focus 
into the uh, into the goals that you're working on. And then as far as like an investment, you know, um, what would you say if, if you're a, a beginning person uh, and you're just thinking about making an investment? I know you talked about kind of there's the free op, uh, free mm-hmm. things where you can go on YouTube and, and, and get information. But let's say that you got a business, you know, you're making ends meet and you're paying all the bills and you're able to pay mm-hmm. yourself. What would you consider a, a good starting budget for someone that wanted uh, wanted some mentoring, maybe on a monthly basis or something? Yeah, you know, that's so incredibly subjective. It It's so dependent on so many variables um, and also on timelines. For me personally, you know, I can't really speak to anybody else's experience, but for me personally, I've invested a lot of money in coaching and a lot of time. And, and I... The reason why that is is because I personally recognize that by following a mentor mentor and being actually coached by a mentor, I know that it compresses the time that it takes me to achieve a goal. And I've proven that many times over. Um, Anytime that I work with with a mentor, I always make back the money like five times over. And... um, First and foremost, because I'm committed to it. So it's not, you know, it's not like you just sign up for coaching and it's magic and it's it just works. I have been a thousand percent committed each and every time that I've invested money, mostly because it was a big reach for me. When I first signed up to uh, work with my first coach, it was a huge reach for me. I purchased like a $500 coaching session, individual session, and it just, I, in logical sense, I didn't have the ability to make logical sense of it, but I knew that whatever she had to teach me, I knew it was going to compress my timeline and it was going to help me get to my goal quicker, and it did. Um, so, all in all, you know, I invest a lot of time and money and resources to coaching with top level coaches who really know what they're doing, who really know the strategy, the mindset to help me reach my goals. And then I take, obviously, I take personal responsibility and I take the personal action to make sure that I execute on everything that I say I'm going to during our coaching calls because that's really the only way that coaching works. And I think there's a, unfortunately, there's a misconception that people have that simply because you drop the money, you swipe the credit card, and you sign up for this amazing coaching experience that you're going to get results just for spending the money and that's just not true and it's you know it requires you as the individual to step up into the future version of yourself that generates those goals that generates that income or achieves you know whatever goal it is that you're looking to achieve with that coach so I know that that, you know, I know that um, there are a lot of people in the online space who uh, who know that, but I know also there's a lot of people that, that unfortunately have thought that just signing up for the coaching experience generates the results, and, it's, and it doesn't. You know, I'm, I'm glad you shared that with, with us because it's one thing to spend the money. It's another thing to actually be present and be aware mm-hmm. and, and then take those action steps. I talk about that all the time in training. It's great that it was a great training. The question is, is did you pay attention and do you know what you liked about it? And then how mm-hmm. do you go apply it? So ambitious times here. And after we hear a brief word from our sponsors, we'll be right back with Shelly to discuss what she does to recharge her ambitious body, mind, and spirit right here on the Ambitious Radio Network. 
It's that time again. Summertime. Kids are out of school, running around, having fun in the sun, leaving the doors open, trying to air condition the entire neighborhood. I just got my first electric bill of the summer and it is double what it was a few months ago. I can't wait for these kids to go back to school. Tired of paying outrageous electricity bills? Would you like to get a significant discount or get free electricity? Go to freeelectricitydfw.com to compare our rates. Many of our clients are saving anywhere from 15 to 20%. We also have a referral program that allows you to earn free electricity. You cannot beat free cents per kilowatt. Switch and save with free electricity, dfw.com. That's free electricity, dfw.com. We offer free energy credits to customers who refer and activate 15 or more qualified customers for our electricity service and are not past due on their bill. To get your free energy credit, your customers must be referred through your free customer gathering website. See free electricity, dfw.com for more details. And we're back in here on the show. It's Ambitious Radio Network, recharging the ambitious mind, body, and spirit, made possible by RepairMyCreditNow.com. You know, having bad credit can be really draining. It's okay to not be okay as long as you're on the road to being okay. Let RepairMyCreditNow.com help get you back on track. You know, many of our ambitious listeners prefer to listen to books as opposed to reading them. Now, with that, we've teamed up with Audible.com to offer you one free audiobook. Just go to ambitiousradio.com, click on the Audible banner on the page to find out more. Back to the show now with Doug Parker. All right, welcome back to the Ambitious Radio Network, and today we are again speaking with Shelly David Askew, a successful entrepreneur, business coach, and food coach, and she has been knocking it out of the park. I've got notes all over my paperwork here, but we're going to talk a little bit about what she does to recharge her ambitious body, mind, and spirit. So let's talk about that a little bit. You've been an entrepreneur for a few years now. You're hard charging, and not only are you an entrepreneur, it sounds like you're really doing a lot of coaching with other entrepreneurs as well, which is, I'm sure, like herding cats. So so with that being said, what is it that you do to recharge whenever you're kind of uh, run down a little bit? Well, I love this topic, and especially because my community is women in wellness, and something that comes up a lot, and of course, like, you know, I'm not uh, immune to this. You know, I'm an entrepreneur, so you're right. I drive hard, and I drive hard very often, but with that, what's really important is to recharge, and I would say that that's something that I continuously work on. It's something that, you know, I I have a deep level of passion for my business, for my family, for my goals. Um, and sometimes that can get a little bit out of hand because the, it's exciting. You just want to keep doing it. It's like when you're little and like your parents are trying to like unglue you from the TV, you're watching, you know, morning cartoons or whatnot. And your parents are like trying to unglue you from the, from the TV. And you're like, no, just another like 10 minutes. Right. So like it's exciting and you don't want to unglue yourself from it. But at the end of the day, like, that's something that is really, really important to pay attention to what your body is saying. If you're tired of staring at the screen, it's time to take a walk or it's time to go to bed, right? So um, that's something that uh, I, I continuously pay attention to. The ways that I recharge is go to sleep early or earlier, I should say. Um, get, you know, getting a massage, like taking care of the body is so important. Um, work out on a regular basis, go to yoga, and sleep. I mean, we completely, as a society, underestimate the importance of sleep. So sleep, paying attention, and it's something basic and free. 
So it's, uh, you know, it's accessible to everybody if we choose it. And it's incredibly regenerative and recharging. So those are the main ways. And then, of course, um, you know, trips. I, we, my husband and I just planned a trip to Miami, and it's time to go recharge and have fun. And, you know, um, entrepreneurs are always going to have a new project. They're always going to have a new idea, something fresh and exciting, something pending, a to-do list that's 200 things long. But just remember that you have to have fun. All of that stuff is going to be, you know, available and around. And your, your to-do list will never end. But it's really, really important to have fun because... That fun is part of the energy that fuels your energy or that fuels your business. No question about it. And, and one thing as a coach, now you threw something out a minute ago and you said, I think it was, um, I go to sleep earlier. Okay. Mm-hmm. And people talk about sometimes I'm going to get more sleep and those are so squishy that it's crazy. You got to get obviously specific. And I know when you're doing your coaching, you're doing yeah. that, but we catch ourselves, you know, I'm going to get some more sleep tonight. And then you look up and you're plowing through and it's 10 and then you've got one more thing you're going to do and you look up and it's 11.15 or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. You know, you mm-hmm. really do have to set some specific things in place and say, hey, I am going to go to sleep tonight at 9.30 or, or whatever the situation is. Totally. Because um, it makes a huge difference. Now, I like the part too, you talk you know, about your body won't lie. You know, I've got a 19 and a 21-year-old, but my wife often jokes about how they are they are technically adults, but they're just like big kids. And it's funny if they're in a bad mood, she'll be like, "Hey, when's the last time have you eaten?" You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, are you? Did you sleep much last night? Because she can tell when they're cranky, just like a little bitty kid is. And it's funny. I mean, we're we're basically you know obviously the same organism, just just a little bit more yeah, mature, exactly. presu- presumably. <laughs> so um, now let's talk about also, I know you talked about rest and the importance of that. What What does your daily rhythm look like as far as times you typically try to go to bed and get up and then what, what's your morning routines and things like that? <clears throat> yeah, um, I love routines. Uh, as much as I love variety, I love structure as well. And as long as I can have a really good amount of structure during the day, I can infuse a lot of variety. So I love like going to sleep no later than 10. Between 9 and 10 is an ideal, ideal time. Now, of course, that doesn't happen just by accident. You have to, like, you know, I have to wind down at night. I have to make sure to end whatever project I'm doing or, you know, walk the puppy, um, wind down, clean up the kitchen, or whatever needs to be done needs to really be done an hour before that so that I can have my transition time. And what I do is to transition into night, into sleep, I do one of two things. I usually either listen to a meditative YouTube video to kind of relax the mind and switch gears and or I read. I read for like maybe like 10 or 20 minutes. And those are really good transition activities. And by the way, women more so than men really require transition time to go to sleep. A lot of women that complain about feeling like you know, their mind is really busy and very like overactive at night. It's typically because they don't have a routine, a transition routine to help them ease into sleep. So that transition time for me is gold where, you know, I clean my face, brush my teeth, all that kind of stuff. And then, um, and also like a shower right before bed is excellent. It's a really excellent transition activity that helps kind of like mark, okay, we're going into sleep. 
And then in the morning, um, I love getting up any time between 6 and 7 is really ideal for me. There are some days that I get up earlier, but I know that my body just loves the 6 to 7 window. And I go straight into, after I grab a glass of water, probiotic, I go straight into my journaling and meditation. That's like my favorite thing to do. And some that this is not only something I teach, you know, my health coaches, but like also when I was food coaching, I would teach this to my clients as well because when you wake up in the morning, it's like a perfect time to set the tone for the day. How you open your day and how you close your day are so important. So you're opening your day. It's like you're welcoming positive energy. You're starting to vibrate positive energy, positive affirmations, positive thoughts, positive memories that you're flooding your whole emotional system, emotional and nervous system with that. Um, Just real quick, I feel like we underestimate the, the power that our nervous system has on us throughout the day. And that's why it's so important to start off with something very positive. And like I said, flooding your emotional system and your nervous system with positive anticipation, positive visions, positive thoughts. And that really, really sets the tone for the day. So, like, after that, then I go grab a protein shake and then I head to the gym. And then after that, I just clean up and start work. There you go. That's a great rhythm. And then you work. And then what time do you typically wrap up your work day? You know, it varies. It kind of depends on what I have going on. Sometimes I do make myself available for clients on a couple of days uh, for a little bit later sessions because it allows me to have some downtime in the middle of the day. So usually I would say between 6 and 7, no later than that. Otherwise, like if I'm looking into something creative, I might, you know, if I'm like kind of sparked or feel like really in a creative mood, I might go till 8, but really no later than that. Gotcha. Now that makes that makes perfect sense. Well, we're wrapping up, and I am so appreciative of the time that you've invested with us today. And I, like I said, got tons of great information here. And guys, as you know, we've got the show notes where you can go check them out on Ambitious Radio, and you can just type in Shelly's name, Shelly uh, David Eskew, and um, we can check out all the books that she mentioned and all those types of things. But one other thing I want to ask you is that are you social? Do you Are you on Facebook, LinkedIn, those kinds of things? How would someone get in touch with you and communicate with you uh, if, if, if they uh, felt so led to do so? Yeah, so I'm on cleanforks.com is my website. And I also have a, uh, a fan page on Facebook. It's my name, Shelly David Eskew, D-A-V-I-D-E-S-C-U. And I also have a beautiful growing community with women and wellness on Facebook called Health Coaches Make Bank Mastermind. Oh, Health Coaches Make Bank. That's good stuff right there. Well, we appreciate you coming on the show, ma'am. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Doug. It was fun hanging out with you. Absolutely. Well, guys, tune in on Wednesdays to Ambitious Radio, where we interview thought leaders and exciting entrepreneurs changing the faces of their organizations. Remember, you can make money or you can make excuses, but you cannot make both. So go out there and be ambitious. Thank you for listening to the Ambitious Radio Network, hosted by serial entrepreneur Doug Parker. Join us weekly as we have engaging conversations with ambitious entrepreneurs and thought leaders on topics that can be applied immediately after listening. Like what you've heard? Listen to other interviews at ambitiousradio.com or subscribe on iTunes.